0: My six-year-old got fixated on the idea of having a
1: fish huh. for dinner. Oh, for dinner! He wanted a fish, like intact, that like, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, a whole
0: fish, like yeah. with the eyes and the head and the everything like that. I yeah. don't know if he saw it on a cartoon or whatever, but he talked about it for days. Mom, we got to go to the store and get a fish. Yeah, okay. I want to have a fish. I need to have a fish. Yeah, I've tried that. My kids didn't react well. So we went to the grocery store and we got a fish, a trout, just the full-on thing right there. The nutritious trout, laying there, <laughs> beat you, Michael, <laughs> laying there on some ice, right. We brought that home, and mm-hmm. my wife cooked it up in the pan, and he had it on his plate, and he looked for it, let it looked at it for a while, and decided he couldn't eat it.
2: Oh no! But,
0: uh, oh man! But he was he was interested in looking at it, yeah. and pulled some of the skin off, and was kind of interested in the way his sure, you know, what was going on there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Oh, it's
1: a, I think it's healthy to come to terms with where meat comes from, including fish meat, a so, term you never hear. So they got
0: two things: they got a fish, and they got a crab. A Dungeness crab. Nice. And the reason they wanted that is they wanted the claws from the crab to put on their robot that they're building.
1: Oh, right, for clawing, completely cra- and pinching.
0: They actually even wanted to try to get the brain out of the crab to see if they could put that in the robot. Huh.
1: Well, um, hmm. <laughs> but so my wife, I, I, if they start eyeballing the cat, you might want to take <laughs> measures. But so my wife,
0: um see if I can find this story because it's really quite amazing but the cat in protective custody why a crab brain crab mm. claws but so uh you had to
1: control the claws <laughs> oh, idiot of, of course <laughs>
0: so my wife got the crab and she was she was boiled it and then took it apart or took it apart and boiled it or whatever you do I don't know she's looking at some recipes online. And was just disgusted by the whole process. I mean, it was ah. pretty disgusting inside that shell. It was, ah, yes, it's pretty
1: gross in there. Oh, that you know, it's funny you should bring that up. I was just reading one of your Scandinavian. That's countries what I was going
0: to mention. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my wife was horrified at it, and for 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 some reason, she just was really feeling the, the, this crab was already dead, so it wasn't. Uh, it, it was just disgusting tearing it apart and everything like that. But I told her the story that it had happened to me. Where got a live crab, and then when it came time to bring it home, um, and and when it was put in the boiling water, it goes into the water, and then it's its size. It lets out a zero. It goes, and all the water oh, bubbles to the top, boy. and it depressed me. It made me feel sad, like oh, so we we'd killed this living human 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 living being.
1: I'll never see another anemone. <sighs> yeah, and, and then I felt bad. Yeah.
0: So Switzerland, yes, Switzerland has now declared that. Based on new science, crabs can feel... Uh, uh, Lobsters. Well, any crustacean. Really? Yeah, they they plight it all. Okay. That they can feel, and that that we should no longer do this. Mm. Sort of thing.
1: Beginning March 1st, lobsters must be knocked out, either by electric shock or mechanical destruction of the brain, before boiling them. Or, these mitts. Just beat them to death. (laughs) Knock them out. (laughs) <laughs> that's, well, yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah you got to brain them first.
0: So they've decided that they can feel pain, which I'm sure technically they can.
1: Already illegal in New Zealand, by the way. Oh, I didn't know the that. The Kiwi's ahead of the curve. So you're not allowed to throw a, a lobster in a pot in those countries? No, sir. It first got to brain it or shock it. Which doesn't sound like a real bargain either from yeah, the lobster's perspective. Right, exactly. I'd rather have that than boiled.
3: Eek. I try to remember that when I'm eating those fancy shellfish, it seems like a delicacy, but those are essentially the, the, the bottom feeders. Those are the insects of the yeah. ocean. Oh, yeah. oh shut yeah, up yeah. with it's that. Disgusting. I've heard
1: plenty of whiners like you talk about that. The lobster is delicious is my counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. It's a there's,
0: cockroach that can swim.
3: Ah, right. th- Those are then both true. Then I'll two. eat
1: a cockroach. Give me a bunch <laughs> of them with some
0: nice drawn butter. Those are both 2 They're cockroaches that swim, and they're delicious. Exactly. Uh, in a whole bunch of butter sauce. It's all of course, part of God's plan. Of course you could put your shoe in that much butter sauce, and it'd be pretty good. Um, I can't figure out if this is mankind, you know, uh, growing and maturing and understanding that other beasts feel and, you know, getting away from a barbaric time, or if it's just a sign that we've gone Looney Tunes. We're way too soft, yeah. On the whole food chain thing.
1: The majority of science still believes that lobsters cannot really process pain in a way that we can comprehend.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's a tough one because I'm, I'm sure there are things... The, the, their, their, their snaps as they're firing or things are going to their brain sure. recognizing that something incredibly unpleasant is happening yeah, danger, they're feeling danger. fear
1: certainly some sort of primal lobster fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. But Troubling stuff. How long before
0: California adopts what several countries have done or or Portland or wherever
1: <laughs> and you can no longer boil a crab. Uh, enjoyable feature on Portlandia on 60 Minutes. Right. Um, I was going to have my son watch it and comment on it as it, he is He's currently home, as is my eldest daughter. We're having Christmas Junior at our place. I was going to talk about it, but we're so busy today. I don't know if we'll get to it. We got your uh, your research on the media. We got your reaction to the Shelby Foot editorial in the Wall Street Journal. It's gotten so much attention, essentially telling uh, black America, look, you're free. Quit identifying with protest and anger all the time. Go out and live a life. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll see if we can get to that. But it's, it's, it is fun to have the big kids home. Yeah. Um, we uh, gathered around our still up Christmas tree yesterday and exchanged little gifts oh, really? because we'd given our big gifts to them on Christmas day mm-hmm. as uh, both Kate and Declan are poor.
2: Is it a real tree? It must be pretty dry by now.
1: No, it's it's artificial. It's a real artificial tree. <laughs> <laughs> that we uh Does we it ne- feel pain? We never uh, we never decorated it with ornaments this year. Just stood there in the corner nude? Yeah. Well, it has lights on it. So it's not totally nude, uh, but you know, little D was coming home. She got home, I think the 19th of December. So we thought, yeah, we'll wait for her. Cause you know, it's always been the kids decorate it with us and we mm-hmm. take pictures and the stuff. But then two of the three kids didn't come home and little D came home and then we just didn't get around to it. Wow. I know it's sad. It's pathetic. Time, time marching by, but we had a nice, we had our traditional uh, Christmas breakfast yesterday at noon. Um, but the various things everybody whips up, everybody pitches in. We have this ginormous breakfast feast. So that was fun. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, no uh, whole fish though. I, the eyes uh, and the head. Yeah, I don't know. It's like to me, it's like the hog with the apple in its mouth. I I love pork, and I know where it comes from. I'm completely fine with it. I don't need to be looking at it. I don't want my food looking back at me. Yeah. It's pretty hard to look at. Yeah, and as you know, well, you had the painful memory with Sam that's legendary in show history, of course. But Anyway, um, Pew Research Center has done a number of interesting polls of attitudes around the world, including uh, that groundbreaking one about the Muslim world in which we learned that hundreds of millions of people uh, want the U.S. to die and go away and support uh, terrorism and the rest of it. The fact that it's a minority, of course, was touted by the mainstream media, but it's still hundreds of millions of people. Um, but this is about how people in various countries feel about their media, their accuracy, their fairness, and perhaps the most blockbustery, interesting number: what percentage of people think it's appropriate for a news organization to favor one political party over others? I can't wait when to hear that. the news. I will stay tuned for that. Take a look at American media: <laughs> at least seventy-five to eighty percent must think. It's fine for media to be partisan, you'd think, right? Because almost all of it is. Right. Yeah, that, that, what a a great question to ask Not so much.
3: Okay.
0: We're learning more about that couple that was torturing their freaking kids, scumbags. It's getting weirder and weirder. God dang, what's going on there? Stay tuned for all this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
1: is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
2: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. Hey, Sean, give this a look if you would. Uh, they had an Australian Open tennis match between a couple of young women in which the grunting got so out of control it caused the match to stop briefly. <laughs> so see if you can get it. And there's audio of it. So see if you can come up with any of the audio of that. It's on this New York Post story. We've been on that for years, as a lot of people have been. It's, just, it's ridiculous. The screaming like you've been punched in the face every time you hit the ball.
1: Tell you what, the things that catch on. It's amazing, isn't I know. it? So Pew Research, uh, Pew Global Research, has done a number of uh, gigantic studies of world attitudes about this, that, and the other. Uh, they asked uh, questions about media to people from all over the world. And and one of their headlines is that there are deep political divides in many nations on satisfaction with the news media, and the greatest of those divides is in the United States of America. The different attitudes among different political groups of people about the American uh, about media in general. We've got we have the most biased media, according to the people who take it in anywhere on earth. Which doesn't mean it is the most biased media. It's just what we think. Sure. Um, Although, you know, I think wh- we're who right, so you're gonna ask,
0: I think we're right, yeah uh uh don't we have the most free and open press of anybody in the world?
1: I've got to imagine so, yeah, yeah, um, which is great, it's an incredible blessing, and anybody who makes any argument against that is a fool, yeah, but if- uh, from the president to antifa morons. But uh, if it, embrace it. Love it. But if you've got
0: the most, sorry, my phone <clears> went off. <throat> if you've got the f- most free and open press in the world and you end up with the highest percentage of people who say it's crap, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what you're accomplishing.
1: Well, it happens. <laughs> you're dealing with human beings. We're imperfect beasts. Uh, so, uh, interestingly enough, <clears throat> this is worldwide, and I'm not sure I can find the individual country question. I probably can, but 75% of people around the world said it is never acceptable for a news organization to favor one political party over others when reporting the news. Never. Three quarters. 20% said sometimes it's acceptable. Um, So globally speaking, and, and I've said that this is really, it was a brief blip in the 20th century where the press claimed overall to be nonpartisan and fair as opposed to, you know, adversarial press. You got your liberal paper, you got your conservative paper fighting it out in the streets, which is Much of human history, but 75% of people want that fair impartiality, which I found kind of
0: interesting. I want that. I would like you to at least make the effort. I realize nobody can do it perfectly, but I'd like you to make the effort. Yeah, well, I think... To not leave stuff out that
1: hurts your side on purpose, like happens all the time. Right. I think the effort's rather pathetic right now. But you're part of the resistance now. It's a responsibility. And I understand the impulse to that. Which is, you know, if you're in 1936 Germany or something like that, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try to be even handed in reporting what the Nazis are up to. I get that, but I just think y'all are a little overwrought. But anyway. Um, percentage of people in various countries who think their news media are doing very or somewhat well at, for instance, reporting the different positions on political issues fairly. Uh, in Canada, 73% say, yeah, our media does a nice job reporting political issues fairly. 73%. Um, that's a high number. In the U.K., it's only 52%. In the U.S., it's 47%. About the same as Brazil. It's a little better than Peru. It's not as good as Russia. Um, it's about the same as Australia, which is interesting. Uh, to me, anyway. It's, the same as, it's almost exactly the same as Tunisia and is the same as France. Makes you stop and think. No, no, it doesn't. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> um, so let's see. How about uh, percentage you say their news media are doing well at uh, reporting news accurately? That rises to 56% in the United States, um, which is a fairly median, typical number. You know, what's weird is some. Um, boy, they love their median Tanzania. They just, like, 83% say political issues are reported fairly. News about government leaders and officials, 89%. 93% say news is reported accurately in Tanzania.
0: See, I I can't figure out what's the perception versus reality or then once things because um, pre-Fox calling out the mainstream media of being left and then MSNBC, for instance, going and CNN going way further left Mm -hmm. to counterbalance Fox, which is going to the right. Well, to get
1: an audience. Yeah. don't make it sound noble, please. Please don't. Please,
0: please don't. <laughs> well, I don't think any of it's noble. I I can't do a story and purposefully leave stuff out. I just can't. I, I don't understand the point of it. As uh, George Will regularly don't move says, minds. win elections. As George Will regularly says, part part one of the key aspects of being a conservative is, is finding out what is, yeah. or recognizing what is, Having dealing with what, for what is. What,
1: that's right. Yeah. Um, As opposed to pipe dreams. Yeah. Utopian schemes.
0: But so for for, for some of the people that that don't believe the media is fair, is it because you're a Fox fan, you think Fox is fair, but none of the rest of it is, or you like the rest of it, but you think Fox is unfair and talk radio, so you would say no?
1: Well, that's where we're getting to uh, the the headline that I mentioned about uh, the greatest political divide in views of the media is in the United States. Um and we'll get to that in just a minute or two cuz that really is kind of the uh, the punchline the enchilada. But first a few more uh nacho chips with delicious salsa. Um percentage you say that their news media is doing well at reporting the most important news events. It's 61% in the US. Um that's a that's a pretty low number. There's even more Cynicism in a few African nations. Greece is terrible. Greek Greek people don't believe anything their media tells them. Their numbers are astonishing. Uh, they on that uh, are the media reporting different positions on political issues fairly. That number is eighteen percent in Greece. Eighteen. Um, so anyway, um, grudging belief in American media from Americans. Sixty-one percent say yeah, they mostly get the big stories right. But well, that's, that's grudging. That's not very enthusiastic. All right, so here's the number I was talking about. They asked, do you think news organizations in our country are doing well at reporting different positions on political issues fairly? What do the Blutonians really believe and what are they trying to do as opposed to the uh, Dalmatioids in, in whatever country? I don't want to use Democrats and Republicans, because obviously that's not in all the countries. Uh, The span is fairly narrow in a lot of countries. For instance, uh, let's see, what would be a good one to talk about? In Canada, if you support the governing party, 87% of people say, yeah, the media does a good job. If you're for the opposition people, that number is 19 points lower. He's saying, no, the media's in bed with the freaking governing party. Mm -hmm. 19-point spread. Um, And virtually every country you look at, well, there are very few exceptions. Almost every country, the media is more favorable toward the governing party or parties. According to the perceptions of the people, then you get down to Australia, Israel, and finally. Right, that's interesting. Do you think it
0: works that way that the media tends to swing the direction of whoever's in power? That's not the way it works in the United
1: States. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I might posit that with the popularity of uh, democratic socialism, it's lefty governments and lefty media. Hmm. Um, and that just is kind of a coincidence. Although, you know, yeah. there are enough countries here like Russia and um
0: God in Russia. Do you even answer questions honestly? Just you say you love
1: Putin. What's um, the upside people for me? Do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? What do I get if I say Putin's a criminal and he ought to be jailed? I get jailed. So get out. Anyway. So in the United States, it is by far the biggest spread. Not even close. And by far the biggest negative spread, meaning the people who. Well, okay, the media, does not su- the media is viewed by people who doesn't, don't support the Republicans as 55% fair. Democrat-leaning voters, 55% say the media does a really good job of reporting politics fairly. It's only 21% of Republicans that currently have control of the federal government. Sort of, kind of. Actually, the and here's Joe going off on his thing. The federal government is mostly unelected bureaucrats. The elected part is the tip of the iceberg. But anyway, um, it's a 34-point gap. Republicans think the media is unfair, 34 points more than Democrats. Only 21% of Republican voters, who happen to be the party in charge now nominally, uh, think the media does a fair job reporting on politics. And 55% of Democrats. That is, again, the biggest spread in the modern world, and by far the biggest negative spread, um, away from the governing party.
0: Conversations and questions almost never are posed from a conservative, small government standpoint. Almost never. Even on Fox. Even on Fox, Mm -hmm. they talk about who's going to lose in a tax overhaul, and never about how about the guy who gets to keep his money and pay right. less taxes. They never come from that perspective.
1: Right. M- m- yeah, tax money is never presented as the money a person gets taken from them. Yeah,
2: even by Fox.
1: Right. So, yeah.
0: Interesting. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Well, we got an update on that California couple who allegedly held their 13 children captive. And the Senate is now looking into Trump's alleged hole outburst. No! Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Shizzlehole gate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good one for you. I'm going to do this today. What you can do to your smartphone to make it less addictive. Huh? Simple, easy fix. Smash it with a hammer. And you stole it.
2: <laughs> Sorry. No,
0: it's, uh, it's, I'm actually going to do it today. Okay. This cool. is a good one. Stay tuned. It. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. I got
2: a quick update on that horrific story out of Southern California. Parents of the 13 siblings found emaciated and chained to their beds in their home in Paris, California are now set to appear in court on Thursday. They are being held on $8 million bail. Sunday morning... Kill them! Today, somebody. Sunday morning, 17-year-old girl called police after escaping from the family's home where she and her 12 brothers and sisters, ages 2 to 29, were locked up in filthy condition. You know, I
1: get the kill them thing, but uh, I I would like to see... America pay attention for a little longer and say, all right, they're raising their kids according to these religious fundamentalist wackadoo beliefs. Maybe you you have similar beliefs or whatever. Here's the line. You can't do this. You can't do that. Don't ever do that. Let's talk about it because this stuff happens a lot.
0: So I'm looking at this picture up on the CBS early show of when they took the whole family to Las Vegas to renew their vows. And all the dozen kids are all dressed up in uh, fancy outfits, and he's in a tux, and she's in a wedding gown. I mean, they did stuff like that. I mean, it's not—it's um, not like they were locked up in the mountains for decades away right. from humanity. Why would you do that in Las Vegas? The
1: boy, that's, there's all sorts of crazy going on there,
0: including that guy's haircut. But the, what a—yeah, I want to know more about this couple before they're killed. I hope by someone, somehow, the state or something.
2: New York Times reporting that Special Counsel Robert Mueller has now subpoenaed former White House Chief Strategist Steve
0: Bannon. How does he not get subpoenaed? you got to ask him questions, don't you? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Times
2: says Bannon's going to be asked to testify before a grand jury in that investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election.
0: God, I'll tell you what. The day Mueller releases his report, mm-hmm. it's going to be a heck of a news day. Will he come out and do the full show like uh, Comey did? Or will he just release a report and everybody reads it? Could
1: I don't be. know. And when? When? That's my question. Next so it week or in two, two months or two years? years yeah, right? it could
2: be longer than that. Meanwhile, the Homeland Security Secretary says she simply didn't hear President Trump use crude language to describe some countries at a White House meeting last week. There's a Senate hearing going on today, and Kirstjen Nielsen said... I did not hear that word used. Uh, the president used tough language in general as did other uh, congressmen in the room. Nielsen was questioned by Illinois Democrat Dick Durbin. Now Durbin was at last week's meeting insists that Trump definitely made the remark about s-hole country and asked uh, Secretary Nielsen what she remembered about the president's comments dealing with immigration. There were about a dozen people in the room. There were a lot of cross conversations. There was a lot of rough talk by a lot of people in the room.
0: See, I was about to say that. Was it a situation where a whole bunch of people were talking at once? And where if you're Durban and you're sitting close to the president, you might have heard him very clearly. But if you're on the other side of the table, you know you're in your own conversation. Maybe you actually didn't hear him.
1: Michael, can you uh, give me uh, the ability to play a little audio very briefly? By the way, those Skip are on. asshole co- countries. Yeah, I want to point that so out all the time. Those are asshole countries. No, they're not. That's terrible and racist. Um, this is the name of the uh, the, uh, the major international airport in Amsterdam. Here it comes.
2: Skip hole. Skip
1: Skippole. Skip Maybe the president was just talking about that airport, and Dick Durbin, who's legendary for his inability to pay attention, misheard him. <laughs> I mm-hmm. wish. Su- I'm
0: disappointed. I thought that at the very least this would kick off the conversation of. Do we want to let in people from S-hole countries, and how many people, and what's the benefit or the cost to it? Well, but we haven't had that conversation. That's a conversation I'd like to have. Well,
1: yeah, let's start with, listen, what's the point of immigration, and is it to reunite families of people who are already here? Is it to benefit the United States, our economy, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Right. Is it both? In what numbers? Let's have an adult conversation. But no, instead we're screaming at each other over shizzle holes and whether the president's a racist. None of it, by the way, fools, is designed to solve the problem. It's problem. It's designed to keep you whipped up entirely. Both sides.
2: A group of volunteers are facing misdemeanor charges for feeding the homeless in a park in El Cajon, California, which violates a new city ordinance against food sharing in public spaces. (laughs) You gotta love modern world.
0: Police. You gotta love the modern world.
2: Police wrote up the citations. Jesus
0: would get a lot of tickets in the
2: modern world. Police wrote up the citations for the volunteers after You're washing feet without a
0: license.
1: You're supposed to have six months of training before you wash a prostitute's feet. Do you have a state prostitute foot foot, foot licensing uh, license there, son? Volunteers were cited after
2: they showed up to protest the new regulation and to go ahead and hand out food, clothes, shoes, and toiletries to the homeless. El Cajon said they issued the ordinance because of the severe hepatitis outbreak in San Diego County that's killed at least 20 people and many say has been linked to the sanitary habits of the homeless. So anyway, they're facing misdemeanor charges. That's a uh, wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty. Show, the voice of the West.
0: Two things for you coming up. Grunting in women's tennis has reached a new low or high, depending on how you look at it. And the one thing you can do easily today that will make your smartphone way less addictive. Mm. Uh, I'm jumping on it immediately. Kind of excited about this, actually. Excellent. It's a trick, it's a way to trick your brain. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. This
1: is Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.
0: That's the Australian Open match between two uh, 19-year-old uh, women doing that women's tennis grunting thing, and then the crowd started to mock them. Is that what happened? Yeah, the
3: crowd started to get a little unruly, which caused the the chair umpire, I don't know the official term, to, to jump in and, and try to calm the crowd to mixed results. Ladies and gentlemen, please, during the rally
1: of the last spring, thank you. You shut up, too. Tell Grony McGrunt to shut up.
3: Jeez. (laughs) That's
1: hilarious. It just adds
3: the courtesy for the players.
0: You see what the fans of tennis, these people are enough fans of tennis that they spent a bunch of money to go to the Australian Open, yes. and they're mocking the players because they know it's ridiculous right? to make that noise when you hit the ball. There's no reason to do God, it.
1: And then the umpire tries to get him to pipe down and oh! <laughs> they mock her. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is pretty funny. Speaking yeah, of sports, I, 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 I got a whole
0: bunch of stories here. You can comment them on them or not. Okay. Uh, speaking of sports, Megan Kelly not traveling to the Olympics. One, I think maybe the highest-paid star at NBC currently since uh, Matt Lauer left at $23 million a year. And she ain't even going to the Olympics because they hmm. don't think she's got anything for them. Wow. Interesting. Savannah Guthrie and others will uh, carry the duties. Matt Lauer has been the big go-to anchor at the Olympics for years
1: now. Did a pretty nice job, too. Yeah. Costas uh, with his pink eye. Remember that? <laughs> tough to tell you. See your doctor. It's very contagious. What a weird deal that they they
0: paid Megan Kelly $23 million a year. She's getting the lowest ratings in the 9 o'clock hour anybody's ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they don't even think she's worth taking to the Olympics to do some sort of side story on you know how this ice skater overcame something as a child or not they don't even
1: can't even find a use for her wow shut wow. up meg can't do feature stories from korea it's an interesting country yeah or that south korea saudi
0: arabia has shown their first movie in 30 years wow what movie do they decide to show for their first movie in 30 years
1: i got to believe it's Lawrence of Arabia
0: i'm amused because One of my kids saw it recently at a sleepover. Everybody hated it. The parents were horrified because they hadn't looked into what it is. The kids thought it was awful and boring. It's awful It's stupid on every level. It's gotten some of the worst reviews in the history of movies. Wow, good choice. The first movie they've shown in Saudi Arabia in 30-some years, the Emoji Movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) No. How funny is that? What? Who made that decision how? God, that's funny. That's just, oh, that's just sad. That's hurt my heart. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't
3: it? We have better movies, people, over there. Yeah. I, I, you can find them. Yeah. There's, there's, we'll get them there.
0: There's quite a few, if, especially if you're going to go back 30 years. There's a lot of good movies in 30 years, you could see. Uh,
1: the Emoji Movie's not one of them. God, I remember when the Rolling Stones played the Soviet Union. It was like the first Western band to play there in forever. It's like as if it wasn't the Rolling Stones and it said it was, I don't know, I don't know what, something awful. You'd think, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Of all the movies, Prince Bin Salamadam or whatever it is BSM or whatever they call him. What are you thinking? I don't know. It's um, called Rotten Tomatoes, Your Highness. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a big
0: deal. I don't know enough to know, but it sounds like it could be. Pakistani clerics have issued a fatwa against suicide bombings more than fa- more than 1800 wow Pakistani Muslim clerics have issued an Islamic directive signing on to this book
1: that forbids suicide bombings This could be a big deal could it Hope it catches on 1800 yeah is that out of 1900 or out of 18000 I don't know. I have a feeling they got a hell of a lot of imams in Pakistan. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not
0: trying to be cynical. Good to the good for them for sticking their necks out because I'm sure yeah. that's a dangerous thing to do.
1: God, sticking their necks out is a rough uh, metaphor when you're talking about taking on an Islamic fundamentalist. Yeah,
0: I hate to go back to this, but the the scumbag couple that needs to be uh, killed today that tortured their own children for all these years. Um, that's Elvis in the background up there. They hired an oh Elvis God. impersonator. To renew their vows in Las Vegas with all their children that they were chaining in the basement. And they did this three different times with the same Elvis impersonator. The Elvis impersonator has been interviewed. He said he didn't notice anything odd about the couple other than how many kids they had.
1: 13. You know, I I almost wish I was a laptop right now because a a message would be displayed on my screen. My brain can no longer comprehend what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. How can Um, can you have
1: exceeded my capacity for understanding?
0: Right. How can you have the incredible silliness of hiring an Elvis impersonator to renew your vows at your wedding with all your kids and be doing what you were
1: doing—starving them and beating them and some yeah. sort of bizarro uh, religious fundamentalism or something—the human mind. And yet you go to Vegas to what the hell? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right, I didn't even catch that the first time around, but yeah,
1: It's you religious. Do it at your home, The religious fundamentalists who go to Las Vegas hmm. with an Elvis impersonator to renew their vows with their neglected, starved, beaten children. It's a what hard one to the out. what? How much time have I got, Michael?
2: Uh you got a minute at ten
1: here. I got a minute.
0: Okay, and then this final thing, which I thought was pretty darn interesting. Um, I worry about smartphone addiction. I think a lot of people do it. How much time you spend on it? So here's a pretty quick fix. They think I'm going to try it today and see if I uh, see if it works. There's a reason everything is so colorful that they're trying to sell to us. They use the example of cereal boxes or TV ads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Our brain reacts a certain way to colors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about finding fruit and all kinds of different things. Sexual arousal. Yes. A number of different anthropological reasons we react to colors. Becoming aroused
1: by fruit, et cetera. There,
0: there's a setting, and I didn't even know this, in your iPhone, and uh, there's a link here to get to it, where you can change everything to black and white. Huh. And it says it cuts down dramatically on the um, uh, the uh, the endorphins, the the kick you get from staring at your cell phone. How odd. So it'd just be the information. I'm sure Samsung's had this for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to go through this procedure and turn mine to black and white and see. What
1: is this? the olden days? Oh, I don't know if I, know if I infom- can
0: take it. If I get the information without the extra jolt right. of, you know, the taste of sugar or whatever, that makes me want to stare at it again.
1: Hmm. I don't know if that'll make me sad. Or- what an interesting experiment. Yeah, I'd say. You know, it's funny. I find myself not wanting to do it. Little worried that it'll. Well, I'm just. I, I, I. love the colors. It's very colorful. I like the colors. The it, stuff I do that's very colorful. I'm trying Don't to take of, away my colors. Trying to think of a reason why I wouldn't do that, and I
3: can't
0: think of one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I can't either. Because you like the colors. The colors are nice. <laughs> the colors are pretty. I'm going to give it a try. I'll report back tomorrow. I like And the now, endorphins.
2: final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program.
1: Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get final thoughts from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? All right, been a lot of negative news today. So for days like this,
2: I recommend a good website. It's goodnewsnetwork.org. It's nothing but stories that are guaranteed to cheer you up. They're great for days like today.
1: Good one, Michael. Well, all right, thanks. That's a little uplifting. A uh,
3: positive Sean. Final thought? Yeah, during our sports roundtable, we didn't even get to the uh, my favorite sports story of the day where the Los Angeles Clippers, went while, or no, the Houston Rockets, while visiting the Los Angeles Clippers post game, used some sort of back tunnel servant's entrance to kind of, or uh, I'm, I'm messing it up. They charged into the other team's locker room looking for a fist fight. An wow. NBA team did.
0: Wow. And at what point is it just a gang fight or assault or something and not a sporting event if you
2: do that? Well, if it's after the game, then it's just assault, I think. Marshall, final thought? Well, I'm going to be following up on my brief round of garage door opening physical training with wall push-ups. As I work toward my goal of 10 push-ups in a row by the end of May or perhaps the 1st of June. Some garage door curls
1: might help you,
0: too. (laughs) Uh, Jack, final thought? I expect a number of cities and or states, perhaps the city I live in, to adopt this policy that some countries have around the world of you can no longer boil crabs or lobsters because it's too cruel. You have to eat them raw. You have to shock them to death or something ahead of time. So I'm expecting that to show up in, uh, you know, Seattle, Portland, California, that sort of thing. And then at what point do we move on to plants? Trees feel pain, cutting them down, mowing your grass. Ah! Every blade of
1: grass. Come on, Berkeley. (laughs) Lobster lives matter. Come on. My final thought, it's not much of a story, but somebody uh, got a big projector and projected the word shizzle hole onto President Trump's hotel there in D.C. Also, poop emojis (laughs) onto the front. And the words, pay Trump, bribes here, and emoluments welcome.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good.
3: That's some learned sarcasm. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Terrible. It's disrespectful. I don't appreciate it.
0: i got to say my favorite story of the day, that is Saudi Arabia saw their first movie in 35 years and chose the
1: emoji
2: movie. (laughs)
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to com. You can email us. Did you know that? Yeah, and we actually read them. You can text at us, tweet at us, all sorts of stuff. Our contact info is there. Got some links for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.
0: We're interactive is what we are. Yep. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: This is... Uh
2: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: (laughs) The show's over. What? Bye-bye. After all, it only takes a little love to make a house a home.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.